Well, it's kind of a slow news day, but it looks like the film uh, 2000 Mules by Dinesh D'Souza and others is uh, shaking things up. There's stories of packed theaters filled with applauding patrons. Let's read this article from The New American by Ed Hiserot. I think. High five on that one. (laughs) Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules documentary is debuting this week in hundreds of cities nationwide. I like D'Souza largely because of his up from poverty background and his aggressive fight for liberty. I don't like articles that are written like in the first person voice. I this and that. Keep it to the facts, man. I just want to know about how many people showed up. However, I had no great expectations of the film. Imagining a rehash of election irregularities already aired on Fox News, poll watchers kept 60 feet away in Philadelphia while cardboard was placed over windows to block their view. Yes, we remember those pictures. Shifts of ballot counters that closed down for the night only to open within a half hour with no supervision, but lots of new ballot boxes. Oh, yes, it's all coming back to me now. Isn't that right, Celine? Other instances involved people dismayed to find after standing in long lines to vote that they had already voted. Many of us are aware that we can be tracked by our cell phones even when they are turned off. Now imagine being able to track people who are paid to pick up ballots and run them to drop boxes at different locations around a city or even across countries. Now one thing that I found really interesting about this little bit of information that's in the movie is that these filmmakers... Uh, from, I think it was truethevote.com, actually pay... Let's see, let's get to see what's on this website. True the vote. And, you know, I'll just uh, brave search that. Oh, it's truethevote.org. But the folks associated with truethevote.org actually paid to purchase cell phone data that would show them where all of these mules, hence the name 2000 Mules, where they were going and where the drop boxes were and how many times they would go back and forth from wherever they were getting these ballots to a drop box here and then a drop box 14 miles away over here. And that was just available to them. They just paid the money. Yeah, here you go. We have this cell phone tracking data. If you pay us, you can have it. Do you have a problem with that? I don't know if I do, but it seems like an invasion of privacy. It seems like it shouldn't just be for sale to some filmmakers. I'm glad it was in this case. So maybe that's the answer to my own question. But then that sort of opens the door to this mass surveillance social credit that's going on in China where they say, oh, we're fine with it because it keeps us so safe. And where do we draw the line? Obviously, election fraud is a special circumstance because it has such 
an enormous impact, which you're seeing today. The the Fed announced this morning that um, interest rates are rising. I believe only half a point at this moment. But if you're talking about a home purchase, half a point of interest makes a pretty big impact on your uh, monthly mortgage payment. And with how inflation has been affecting the price of everything, not to mention fuel and oil, having lower monthly payments can be really helpful in your paycheck-to-paycheck existence. But I've noticed, in just in my neighborhood, the price of oil has gone up, or the, the price of gas has gone up 15 cents per gallon in the last 15 days. Maybe not even that long. It was laughable. Biden announced that he was going to release uh, uh, millions of gallons from our strategic oil reserves, and not that brought fuel prices down a nickel in my neighborhood. Then, oh, about two weeks later, I think it was, the price of fuel went up a dime, completely erasing the nickel we saved and adding another nickel per gallon on top of it. So we can all see that that was very effective. Now, I haven't seen this 2,000 Mules movie. I plan on seeing it this weekend. I'm just a lowly nobody. I have a job that I work way too hard at. I have a couple kids that I, that I love and a wife as well. If you've had young children, you know that watching a movie at the drop of a hat is not really a realistic possibility. But I will have a review for you next week sometime, although I encourage you to watch this movie and let me know what you think about it. The real earth Vox at protonmail.com is my email. Feel free to reach out to me from Kevin McCullough at townhall.com. After May 7th, 2022, there will exist a dynamic in the nation that has not since America. Wait, what, what, what? Well, he thinks, (laughs) come on, Kevin. He thinks we were right. By we, I'm referring to everyone from the harshest critic of the vote fraud crowds, but who in the back of their minds couldn't have confidence in the oft-repeated lie, most secure election in history. All right, Kevin, that's enough. Yes, most secure election in history. Remember when that Nimrod trotted that out? Who said that? Most secure Elect wait no 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 election in history. This ought to be good. I'm pretty excited for these results. Oh, from Vox.com. November 13th, 2020. The 2020 U.S. election was the most secure in American history, according to U.S. elections officials. But it doesn't come on, what was the guy's name? Some douche. And then he was later fired. Benjamin Hovland? From the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. Ooh, that's a .gov. C-I-S-A.gov, peeps. November 12, 2020. The members of Election Infrastructure Government Coordinating Council, 
Executive Committee, Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, Assistant Direct- Director Bob Kolaski, U.S. Election Assistance Commission Chair Benjamin Hovland, National Association of Secretaries of State, President Maggie Toulouse Oliver, National Association of State Election Directors, blah, 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 blah. The November... <laughs> I feel bad for talking crap about Kevin's article. The November 3rd election was the most secure in American history. Right now, across the country, election officials are reviewing and double-checking the entire election process prior to finalizing the result. Now, see, this is the issue. When you have a bunch of criminals running around stuffing fake ballots or duplicate ballots, fraudulent ballots, into drop boxes, as this movie 2000 Mules alleges, you can count and recount as many times as you want. The result is still going to come out the same. But this was all this was all a distraction. This was all a distraction, and now here we are two years later, oh, more than two years later, we, we, we can have our, our suspicions confirmed by a movie. Why did it take so long? What was the holdup? If the proof of fraud was so evident, why did Donald Trump hand this country over to these criminals? I don't believe this was a just election. But I also don't necessarily believe that this evidence is so cut and dried. Because if it were, why has nothing happened? Why has nothing been done? A special counsel, not a special counsel, uh, a a grand jury has been impaneled in, in Georgia to discuss the the troubling situation uh with donald trump asking the secretary of state at the time to make up these votes they only needed eleven thousand votes to win georgia this was his his argument and it's being construed as an attempt to bribe the secretary of state to hand over the election to the trump campaign of course, we can't believe anything that the leftists or the rhinos say. They twist and lie and deceive nonstop. Remember the Ukraine, the, the phone, the perfect phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky at the time. The Democrats just went right ahead and impeached him for it. Because they don't care about what's doing. They don't care about doing what's right. They don't care about who the citizens voted for. If you align with their ideals, you're a great, perfect citizen. But if you disagree, they believe that you should be imprisoned indefinitely. Like the folks from the January 6th protests. And as we see again, since the leak out of the Supreme Court regarding the Roe v. Wade decision, if you, if you don't give them their way, they will make you pay for it. They will throw a tantrum. They will burn your buildings down. They will destroy your businesses. They will destroy your livelihood. They will try to fire you from your job. They're looking for a war. But who's going to fight it? Who's going to fight their war? The 40-pound overweight soy boy with pink hair that hates his daddy 
he's not very scary. But that concept actually scares me a little bit more because of the reality that the left's war will be fought using foreign troops on American soil. In my opinion, I have nothing to back that claim up. However, common sense tells me that that is the most likely case if civil war breaks out. During the civil war, our allies, our now allies in Europe, Britain and France, were fighting for the South, the slave owners. And then who stepped in to help the North and blockade the French to stop their assistance? Well, it was Russia. Isn't that interesting? I've brought it up before. You probably know that already. But there are a lot of foreign interests that rejoice at the chaos and turmoil in this country. But the financial issues are happening across the country. From the Epic Times this morning, it is uh, illustrating all of the financial woes happening across the country. I don't know how to explain them. It would seem to me that this is all a direct result of the COVID lockdowns, which were perpetuated by China. See, I've explained before that China was in dire straits. Their real estate market has tanked. Of course, that's not in the news because China controls uh, the media, I would argue, around the world, um, definitely in this country, to a major extent. And they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know that they're responsible for the state of the planet. They don't want you to know that they're probably responsible for the fraudulent elections across the world. Because if you have this kind of power over the media, you can do incredible things, terrible things. And this is why you must be discerning in the information you digest. You must do some of your own research. You must use some of your own common sense. You know what corporate management is like because you work for them. These things aren't a mystery. I'll be back. Goodbye.